This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Hi there, and welcome back. It is Francisca and Christo here today. And we have just come back from a crazy motorbike adventure along the Silk Road. And in this episode, this is a special edition episode. We are sharing with you some lessons from the road and some crazy stories. So let's dig right in. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm exhausted. You look exhausted. I feel exhausted. Yeah. We've just come back from a big trip riding a motorbike for about... 12,000 Ks from Switzerland to Kazakhstan <laughs> through some very interesting countries. And we literally just got back to Sydney yesterday. And so we thought it would be a really good time to share some lessons from the road. Yeah, 17 countries we crossed through. Yeah. I was counting them up. I think I got them all. And by the pile of paper I have at home, the admin of all the border, so crossings. border crossings, it's like horrifying. I, I'll be happy if I don't have to cross a border for a while. What's your favorite border crossing story? We have so many. Turkmenistan. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we went to a ferry terminal. We went when uh, from Azerbaijan to Turkmenistan, and um, with the ferry, they don't know when it leaves, even the ferry operators. So we had to we arrive at the terminal. Well, well actually, we planned to stay for two days. But um, have a little holiday in Azerbaijan on the coast. And then suddenly they said, ferry might go tonight. So we run to the ferry terminal. We spend about eight hours in the terminal. Then we get the ferry overnight. We sleep on a ferry and then we arrive on the other side. It's got to be two to three hours it took us to get through the... I think more like four hours. I think we got there at six. They're close to border at 11. We just made it. Oh, we just made it for the close, yeah. Sending us back and forth to different offices, different people, everyone busy doing their jobs. We had to get so many stamps and then someone has to stamp that they got the stamp and then the other guy has to stamp that he saw that we got the stamp, the stamp, the stamp. And all this is like, <laughs> and pay a fee because we got the stamp, but then we've got to show someone else. Yeah, anyway. Um, all right, so let's Well, let's I actually want some... to share my favorite story oh, too because favorite? I think yeah, it's yeah. just a funny one. Yeah, so my favorite one was when we went from Turkmenistan into Uzbekistan and we were like, yes, let's get Turkmenistan. We'll tell you more in another episode. Turkmenistan is very state-controlled and we're like, yes, freedom. We get into Uzbekistan and suddenly they tell us that there are no drones allowed in, in Uzbekistan and mm. Christo had a drone and we we never even used it. And we took Manistan locked his bag with a cable thing so we wouldn't use the drone. Well, in Uzbekistan, they decided that we are not allowed to even take it in, even if we don't use it. So Christo had to walk back to neutral land in between Turkmenistan and Uzbekistan <laughs> with an official, customs official, break the drone into pieces mm. and the guys gathered the drone. Throw it in different pieces. He actually, first he said... We've got to find some water. So we started walking off into the desert. It's desert. There's no water. We're on sand. He goes, we've got to find some water to put it in. He said, we have to make sure like it's not a drone anymore and no one can put it. And so I suggested, let's just throw it in different directions, hey? And then um, poor drone smashed yep. up. Yeah, they wouldn't even just confiscate it and throw it in the bin. It had to be smashed. It was very, very interesting and very interesting human behavior. So let's dig into some road lessons. All what right. we thought we would do is, there have been so many lessons, so we see how we go. We might even do a second episode of mm. this topic. So today, what what is one of your lessons from the road? Okay, so one of the first ones, oh, I've got a few, and um, but one of them was finding the kind of the route that suits, like finding the, the path. Because we went so many different roads, turned so many different directions, 
um, to find the one that would be an adventure for us, like always looking on, because there were certain ways you could go in these countries where you could try and stick to highways. Um, a highway is not necessarily in these countries always a highway. A highway could be a dirt road. But we could find the highways that were either asphalt or we could find uh, highways, roads, which were more challenging, like dirt and rubble on the side of cliff faces and things. So um, I thought in um, in business too, it's this used to segue back to business because I thought, I thought I'd segue these to make business lessons as well. Um, it's looking at your business goals as they should stretch you because it was an adventure for us and we're now like we're I'm relieved to be home a part of it. I'm like, oh, thank goodness I can put my feet up for a while. But I'm also feeling very fulfilled because it was a real adventure. Um, whereas if it was all just comfortable, it would almost get boring, right? So yeah. the same goes in business. It's like choose the path, choose the goals that will stretch you and will push you outside your comfort zone and, um, and uh, you know, leave you feeling fulfilled once you reach them or even just going after them because it's obviously we, we chose routes that challenged us and we messed Sometimes up, it broke down. Yeah, <laughs> you had all sorts of challenges and at the time they, they were actually horrible. At the time you're like, oh, no, you know, like and we're, we're overtired and out in the middle of nowhere we had to camp next to some yurts in zero degrees, freezing temperatures. Um, that wasn't a plan, you know. You, yeah, but, I mean, you, you actually thought your your toes are gonna die. I remember I thought, we were, sorry, like we were, I know, we were riding through snow and with wet feet after crossing a river. And Christo is talking about how his toes might he might lose his toes. Being a Swiss, I, I did <laughs> tell him that it takes a little bit more yeah. to lose. Yeah, I knew I was around at that stage because my toes go numb surfing in winter all the time. But Absolutely. I, but it, um, I thought if it gets colder and colder through the night, you know, I might just. We get hypothermia or something. Yeah, which we anyway. were shaking all night. Now, I, I, I love that lesson. I have that written down also about pushing yourself. So similar, and I'll share another one, but just on mm. that point, I think it is good to push yourself a little bit and also to learn to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. You know, for example, that one night where we were riding off-roads and we actually unintentionally were doing that. We didn't know that the, road, the roads were so bad in in Kyrgyzstan that was, and we suddenly realized we're never going to make it to our destination. We're going to have to camp <laughs> in the middle of no civilization because of how slow we were riding. And so there was a moment where we could either just feel a little bit maybe anxious about never reaching our destination or get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And the uncomfortable was basically not knowing where we we're going to sleep and also being cold and shivering and mm. so it's about pushing yourself but then also getting comfortable with the uncomfortable mm. and you know uh, just a quick note you said oh now you know you're back and a little bit excited to put your feet up I mean look at your schedule for the next few weeks there's no putting feet know, up happening but it's different it's, it's different, different, feet. different challenges different feet in different places and warm feet in, yeah warm, <laughs> warm feet, feet in business yeah. settings and okay I was yeah. gonna say on that like I guess it sort of relates to that point um because things you mentioned, like like things didn't go to plan, and like we didn't we didn't plan on staying there. We once we suddenly knew we weren't going to make it to a to a certain destination, um, to a city. You know, we're stuck out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I think part of that that relates to this is just being okay with change along the way, um, because we had to adjust our plan often because it's we're in countries we had no idea and Google Maps unfortunately gave us wrong information. It's the first time Google Maps has just been. <laughs> bad <laughs> and like telling us you know things would be five hour ride when it might be like an 
16 hour ride. Um, yeah, and after the first uh, Google Maps across river crossing, we could have decided snow. to use a different app, but we stayed true. with Google. <laughs> stuck with it. That's we should have probably adapted. That's true. That was good with Google. We didn't think yeah. of it even probably really. We didn't discuss that, but um, but just being okay with change along the way because things don't always go to plan. Here, same in business, you you have a plan and things go get thrown at you. Like um, the last week of the ride, we had a lot of challenge. We 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 had a deadline to get to Al Matty in Kazakhstan and fly out, but we had like a bike kind of accident. Then we had um, flat tire. Then the next day we had another flat tire. And the next day we had another flat tire. Like out in the middle of nowhere, these things where it's like at the time you're just like, are you kidding me? Like we just fixed, you know, and then the next bike breaks. And then um, I actually like felt it this morning because. We get home yesterday. Actually, here's the, we we go to fly home from Almaty, and our first flight's delayed. So it's just like we just. It's like when the world hits you. It's like when it rains, it pours. <laughs> it was pouring. It was pouring rain on us, and it actually was then actually literally pouring rain as well. Like we're just like, is this the second last day? I was like, oh my goodness! Like we thought it's over, and now storms come in, and we've got to get you know a couple of hundred kilometers, and then we get a flat tire as well. And then we get to the airport, the, our planes, or we get to Almaty, our planes, the first plane's delayed for two hours. So that means we're going to get to Hong Kong, miss our connection. So we end up with eight hours in Hong Kong, finally got home. And then I walked to the Tesla, our car, and the battery's completely flat. It's gone down over a month. So then I have to call the mechanic. <laughs> like I was just like, what's the world doing to me? But um, but then again, you look at these challenges and you're like, you know what? They're, they're actually, first world problems. They're very much yeah, and they're adventure. Problems. And um, but just being okay, okay. Now we need to adjust to that because the same happens in business. It's like a team member leaves, then big bills come in, then the tax bill comes. You know, and just okay, that's part of it. You know, re- recognizing that that is how you have a great adventure in life and in business, basically. Yeah, and just on that point, so my my one of my lessons was about unex- unexpected change of plans or even you know what i've written here is failure question mark what do you do and it's we had a few of these unexpected changes or or sort of you know failures one of my biggest failures was and, I, and then i'll relate it back to business was i really 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 wanted to go to iran and so i left christo and mike who we were traveling with to in, in in Armenia to ride down to the border of Iran while the boys were taking a different route because I have a Swiss passport so it's a little bit easier to go through Iran whereas for Australians and Americans Mike it would have been really really hard and not very good to go through Iran so I ride all the way to the border and I'm at the border and I'm a little bit nervous to be there but also really excited it was a dream really for me to go there. It was I've been working on the visa for a few months and planning it and connecting with locals. And I'm at the border, everything looks good. And I have to go ahead. They stamp a paper. They don't stamp the passport. They stamp the, uh, my visa paper to go in. And then just as I was ready to go into the country, one guy comes out, the customs official, and says that my number plate is not matching up with my motorbike document. And I'm looking at my number plate I'm like, Okay, what is going on? I have the wrong number plate on my bike. What happened is that uh, my friend who was putting the number plates on the bikes, he accidentally put the wrong one on my bike. So he was riding with mine. I was riding with his without knowing, without noticing, which is already maybe I should have double checked. <laughs> and so I'm at the border of Iran. The guy says, look, of course, I can't get into the country with the wrong number plate on my bike. You have to turn around. And I was devastated. I was devastated. Normally, I'm very good at handling 
that kind of failure, I was devastated for maybe three days, which is probably the longest I've been devastated about something like that. And I just couldn't snap out of it. I'm like, what? why can't I snap out? This is silly. This is again a first world problem and it's just silly. Why? Why am I so devastated about this? And it was just because it was a dream. And then suddenly this is the lesson again in, in business too. We have, we have challenges in business and sometimes all it takes, and of course, sometimes it takes three days, sometimes it takes a week, sometimes it takes longer or sometimes it takes five minutes is a shift in perception. And we have a whole book on perception too. It's called perception and where we talk a lot about perception and shifting your perceptions. And all it took for me after. Three days, I know it sounds a little bit pedantic, was to just shift perception and to realize that there must have been a reason why I wasn't meant to go to Iran this time. There must have been some, something or someone must have looked after me to just make sure I can't go because it was a little bit ridiculous to have the wrong number plate. And that's the same in business. You know, sometimes things don't go the way that we want them to go. And sometimes it's necessary to change direction intentionally or unintentionally and shift the perception why this is not meant to work. So I think in, in business, we have these roadblocks all the time. So we can either keep banging our head against the wall. So I could have just stayed at the border and bang my head against the wall, which I did for maybe half an hour to see if I can convince <laughs> people to let me in or basically it yeah, didn't work or turn around and find a different solution find a different way. And so I basically I didn't really have a lot of options other than riding back through Armenia for three days and then meeting the boys to get my number plate. And this is a really funny extra story. So as I was riding back, I was <laughs> I was really pretty like sad about it. But as riding back up the hill, the mountains towards back into Armenia and then towards Georgia, and my bike suddenly stops in the middle of nowhere. And I'm not very knowledgeable when it comes to bike maintenance. And so I'm stopping on the side of the road. I have no idea why my bike is playing up and it's not working. And, and so I stop and I start, I was in the middle of nowhere. I started to feel a little bit of, uh, I don't want, not want to call it panic, but I did get a little bit worried to be in the middle of nowhere, just me and my bike and no one around with a broken bike. So I had to just sort of force myself to take a deep breath. And so I was just sitting there eating a pomegranate next to my bike, sitting on the floor thinking, it's all good. I'll work something out. And then I called uh, Mike, who is a, a mechanic, and he said, check your battery. I have no idea how to check my battery. So I have a, suddenly a truck driver shows up and he stops. Everyone is so nice on the road, stops, and he comes and helps me pull my bike apart and, and connect the battery cables, tighten the battery cables and put it back together and I was on the road again. So just the lesson here is there are so many unexpected changes and and roadblocks in our businesses. And I think the best we can do is to take a deep breath and reassess and find the next best solution. Mm, nice. The um the next one I was going to mention is um this one's just a little like backup. It's just keeping something in the back pocket. And I know in business it can be all or nothing at times, but um on the trip, I had little stashes of cash. So I even loaded Francisca with little stashes of cash. I was like, okay, here's, you know, $400 Australian, here's 400 US. Don't spend these. Just put them away. Put one in a sock, put one in a, um, 
you know, in your backpack and then have other money that you're using day to day in your wallet. So if your backpack gets stolen, cool, you've got backup there. If you, everything gets stolen, you've got the soft, you know, like or just little stashes of cash. And um, same goes in business, just little, it's like little um, backup plans. Now, not every business can afford to do this. This is a reality because you're living day to day and week to week and trying to um, keep things open. But if you can, once you get to that point, you keep your own personal little backup or a business backup. Like you'll hear of big businesses um, keeping millions in the bank just to have it there as a kind of like almost like a safety net and a confidence booster. Um, so it's a good little way to go. I've even heard theories of people saying just keeping maybe like even say $500 in your wallet, it gives you this confidence booster. It gives you this certainty in what you're doing. Um, so just, just leading on with that, having it kind of like a little safety net and a little uh, backup uh, where you can, it gives you that, that level of confidence. Um, um, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I love that. And the next one that I would love to share is pit stops. So, so we basically made sure that every maybe one and a half hours, sometimes later in the day when, it, when, it, when we got a little bit more tired, we would stop every hour. We would just basically have pit stops. We would stop and drink, even if it's just a two-minute quick get off the bike, drink some water, jump up and down, eat a little snack. Those, those pit stops really are in most of these countries, actually, what their national drinks are is green tea. So someone's just even getting off the bike, get a green tea somewhere, a chai somewhere, and just have those 10 minutes, five minutes of breaks really helped make the next hour or two hours more focused again and, and safer. And it's the same in business. I think it's really important to refuel and refocus and also look after yourself because when you are just going 100 miles an hour, which we mostly do in business and you don't stop, often the quality of work can also start to deteriorate as, as you don't take breaks. But if you just take these little breaks or you reward yourself or, you know, do the same with your team or what we do here a lot or what Crystal also especially does a lot is just quickly run out for a surf, you know, work really hard and intense and then run out for a quick surf or a swim. And then after come back with that renewed energy again, and you are way more productive if you do that. Mm, yeah, yeah, totally. I think I, I, the, one a point I was going to hit on was kind of this, um, which relates to that, this time when the bikes occasionally broke, we'd start fixing them. <laughs> um, and sometimes working it out on the fly. It's amazing how motorbikes actually are put together. Like, it's sort of like if you know what you're doing, a lot of the pieces you can, anyone can fix them if you have the tools. It's like you slot this out, you replace this, it clicks together here, it clicks there. It's like a big puzzle. Um, and as you learn more and more about it, uh, obviously some parts, if they're broken, then it's, you've got to replace it. But putting the bits together, it's, it's, it's quite fun. So just on that, I was just going to say, including fun in your day, um, doing things like when we changed the tires and things, sometimes I actually felt really fun. Like I was so present. I wasn't maybe thinking about it at the time it wasn't like it was something like oh well this is fun um but just getting it done but then once you've done it and you're kind of looking at it going huh that's cool you know like and you kind of feel a bit fulfilled um from solving the problem so there could be two lessons in that it's like diving into these challenges when you do have the challenge and just work it out and fix it like face the challenge uh you feel fulfilled after and also on a total different point on this one just doing something fun in your day uh, like you've just said like going and doing having a quick surf because when you're busy and you're overwhelmed, it's like you're, it's it's like you're stuck in the state where you can't see that it will be good for you to have a ten minute break because sometimes it only takes ten minutes to go for a walk around the block, 
and you come back feeling refreshed, there's a tiny bit of nature and fresh air and walking, moving the body, you feel good again. But when you're overwhelmed, you kind of think 10 minutes, no, no, what a waste of time, stupid, you know, and you don't do it. But it's, it's like the negative, it's like you're stuck in the state. It's like you're drunk and you don't think you're drunk. But that's when you're most drunk, you know. I don't know. It's some, you know, it's this weird catch twenty two thing. You got to like kick your own ass and make sure you do have fun in your day. Otherwise, the day's gone. Yeah, I totally agree. So we have a few more lessons for you that we will share with you in the next episode. This is just a, a first few lessons for you from the road. I trust that you enjoy them. We are still sort of digesting what's happened over the last weeks on this trip. And we will definitely share more road lessons with you in the upcoming episode. And as always, if you have any questions on any topic relating to business, entrepreneurship or mindset, send them through and we will happily share our thoughts on your questions or your topics. You can send them to info at basicbananas.com. That's info at basicbananas.com. Also, one more quick announcement is The team have been working on one of our key programs, the Marketing Smarts, and we are about to announce the relaunch. So stay tuned for that. Relaunch. Yeah, it's it, a lot of work has gone into the project for about the last 10 months or so. We've been working on it and I'm really, really excited to share. Mm. So if you want to check that, it's on uh, themarketingsmarts.com, but also... um. It's about to be full revamp. It's a self-paced uh, marketing training program, which is really epic with all of the latest, greatest and everything we go through. And then there's live um, feedback support. It's like, uh, you know, we become part of your marketing team to give you, you know, unlimited feedback support and tapped into our community and all of our team. Uh, so keep an eye out for that one. There's going to be an announcement soon. They'll be announced by email on our social media uh, and so on as well once that's ready to rock, won't they? Ready to Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. See you next in the next show. Bye for now. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.